Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome back to Strictly Nonsense, a podcast talking about everything and anything. I'm your boy Joe, and is with me is my boy Finn. Finn, how is it? It's been a while. It it's great to be back. It's been uh it's been way too long uh that we've been on the Strictly Nonsense airwaves, but uh yeah, you know, uh, extremely excited to talk about uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and then also some other like bits and pieces of like movies we've seen since I think John Wick was the last one we talked on here, the last movie, but we saw. We've seen a few other good movies since then, so, you know, it's it's good to be back on. Always good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I've been busy. You've been busy. I've also kind of just wanted to, like, I feel like I say this every time I take a little break from doing this and, like, saying, hey, Finn, let's record episodes. Like, still want to find ways to make time for it, enjoy it, but then also make it different. Like, everyone and their fucking mom has a podcast nowadays. It's the only, the only way you got to do is just find a way to make it different, and that's hopefully we'll eventually get there. But we are back, you know, we had to come back. Gregory Dooney, our boy, has been begging for us. He's been chopping at the bits. He's like, yo, I'm dying. When is, when is that next episode coming out? Well, here it is, Greg. We got you. Our number one fan right there. <laughs> we got to get Greg on this version of the pod. When we first yeah. had the Project Kayfabe side of pop culture, he was, our number, he was the only reason we were getting listened. So we need yeah. him here. <laughs> that and uh, He's our only American fan, I think, strictly nonsense. We're big in, we're still big in Belgium, I think. Is that what we, we might be? I, I just switched providers again, so we'll see when uh, the updated uh, yeah. stats are. <laughs> Other than the our Belgians that love us, we got Greg. <laughs> we got Greg and the occasional Billy. Does Billy ever come to listen to strictly nonsense, or I, I, or did he get lost when we switched? <laughs> no, no, I, I told him out, so I, I believe he, he might listen. I don't know. Oh, there you go. And I like well, we, we do need to get him on. He, he would like to be on. But I don't it, think he's seen Guardians that, yet, so. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> but, well, we got we got to do it for the fans. That's what we're doing. That's what we're here for. We're here for the fans. The people that still somehow listen or around. Because we definitely have them. It's just more of, it's hard to keep a fan base when you go MIA for a bit. But we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be consistent again. We're back on a new provider. Originally, we were on Anchor, which is Spotify's thing. Then, you know, we left, and now we're back. Yada, yada. But, you know, there's plenty of stuff to check out in the future. You can check us out on Instagram, at Strict Nonsense. We're also on Twitter, but I don't really know what the post's there. I'll figure out that at some point. But that's also at Strict Nonsense. And then TikTok. You'll find random things on there from, you know, episodes, like clips of the pod, to random things that I upload, or, like, me fucking reviewing pickles. That was something I was doing for a hot minute. I got to upload a little Dorito thing I did, uh, but, you know, random fucking shit. That's all it's going to be about, random fucking shit, so you can check that out. Um, but, yeah, we've been we've been away for a bit. You know, John Wick 4 was the last movie we talked about, but we've seen some movies since then, and, you know, obviously we've seen some shows and whatnot, but we'll talk about movies um, just briefly to list some of the things I saw. Super Mario, that was fucking good. Uh, Dungeon and Dragons, I saw that with you. That was also fucking good. Air, good. Evil Dead Rises, I saw that on my birthday the other week. That was also good. But I think, you know, some of my favorite stuff was like, Dungeons and Dragons was somehow good, and I didn't expect it to be good. <laughs> that was, it was a quite enjoyable time, Dungeons and Dragons. And now I think I saw it's on Paramount Plus. Now. Either today or tomorrow, it'll be on Paramount Plus. So people should, it's a, it's a nice watch. It's, it's something that I don't think is great i don't think it's bad like it's just a nice solid watch that i feel like anyone can enjoy that movie 
Yeah, like you could literally go in with no expectation, and then you're like, oh, this was actually a pleasantly surprising time. And it was also really nice that, like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, it's that card game. It's a very in-depth game, but you didn't really have to know shit about it for this movie, which I really appreciate. Yeah, same. I didn't know anything, but, but bits and pieces from stuff, but I, I didn't understand, like, the jargon or whatever, but you kind of get it. You get it through context what they're doing, and yeah, it's not that hard to explain. And it's like that's kind. Of, it's like that kind of shit where, if, like, if you've seen a Game of Thrones, if you've seen anything that yeah. fucking takes place during a quote unquote medieval kind of like time period, it's all that same kind of shit anyway. At the end of the day, type, yeah, like something that could have happened many years ago, but is fantasy because a lot of it wouldn't make sense. But it kind of does feel like it happened a while ago. There could have been yeah. dragons. We don't know. I mean, hey, it gotta be fantasy if you have a black character there and he wasn't being treated like, you know, yeah, he was the plague, so. Yeah, very much fancy. <laughs> that was the one thing I noticed. I'm like, huh, somehow in this medieval time period, there's no real racism going on to this one black character. That is shocking. <laughs> but there, there's that. Um, What else? You didn't get to see this yet. And it was actually funny. All the movies that I listed, the four of them, besides Super Mario, which I think is coming to... Well, I don't know. It's coming to digital soon, but all of them, like Dungeon of Dragons, Air, Evil Dead Rises, are already on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Air was another one we saw together. That was also really good. Like, I expected it to be good because of who was in there. Like, you know, Matt Damon, you got your Ben Affleck, uh, Chris Tucker. Chris, <laughs> well, but Chris that Tucker. was really good. <laughs> Chris Tucker wasn't in it for long, but he, he killed it in the very few scenes he was in. He was just Chris Tucker. And you know Jason Bateman was also very good. It, yeah, it was that was a uh, that was a very good movie as well. Uh, you know, it was a big propaganda piece for Jordan, but you know, it was it was it was enjoyable to watch a movie about the second greatest basketball player of all time. It was, it was nice. I, I knew you were gonna find a way to bring yeah, that up. I had to. <laughs> it was nice. It's, it's interesting. Air is a movie, obviously, about the you know getting Jordan to sign with Nike. Then there's been, you know, I don't. there's probably been others, but at least off the top of my head, I could think of, of like, movies that are now, like, kind of, like, talking about the most random shit ever. Like, so, like, Apple TV came out with Tetris. I didn't watch that, but I heard it was good. So that's, like, another one that kind of fits that category of, like, a Michael Jordan sneaker. And now I just saw the fucking trailer for it today. I don't know about the you see it, but Flamin' Hot. <laughs> I know <laughs> of it. I didn't see the trailer yet, but it was, like... The, yeah, it's such a big, but this also makes sense because of how much like Flaming Hot's become such a huge like. Oh, brand. it is. I mean, people are gonna you like it. You you might see this movie, especially. I think it's gonna be on Hulu, right? Um, it's definitely coming in theaters too. Oh, theaters too. Yeah, yeah it, it might. Be... It, it would make sense if it was a streaming. Oh yeah, I mean, it'll probably jump to streaming in like less than a month, probably. But like, you got um, I forget his name, but they got the character who played Monk. He's in there. Tony Shalhoub. There you go, Tony Shalhoub. He's in there. There was like one or two other. They got the Allstate guy in there. <laughs> like oh, Dennis Haybert, I believe. There you go. Yeah, they had like a couple of random actors that pop up during the trailer, and you're like, oh, this is real people. <laughs> I could actually. He would be perfect as the voice for Chester the Cheeto. Oh, that would be he's cool. He's a sick voice. <laughs> So yeah, that would make sense, but that would yeah, be no, cool. I, 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 honestly, I'm 
I'm not a huge fan of flaming hot Cheetos. I feel like y- you can't have too much of them. It's 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 too much. I, my sister in law, she can scarf down a bag no problem. I don't get how people do it. It's it's. I think a white it's a big white girl thing. It went it for is. at least for at least what this movie is trying to show, which it could have been. I don't fucking know the history of flaming hot Cheetos, but it was. It seemed like it was also really trying to get the Hispanic demographic. Yeah. Um, but it now become like a white girl kind of thing and a Greg thing. But you know, I bet I really like, uh, I don't know. Is it considered flaming hot? The jalapeno cheddar ones. Those are fire. Those were my favorite one. I don't know if those are flaming hot though, but they're in the same category. I'd imagine. But all in all, I just find it interesting that all these random little brands are fucking getting movies now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's what everyone's oh, keep saying. They want original stuff and. The, this this is original, even though it's like a, it's about something that you know, but you don't know the story behind it. So yeah, they're gonna tell it. Exactly. Yeah. No, they're not flaming house, but they're cheddar jalapeno crunchy. They're just on their own thing, and I think they're pretty fucking good. But anywho, um, yeah. So I saw a couple things. Yeah, I saw Evil Dead Rises. Don't need to go into that. It was gory. That was cool. Mario. I still recommend if you haven't seen Mario, go see Mario. I know Finn hasn't had the chance yet, but go see yeah, it, Finn. Fortunately, I, I want I want to see that that Italian plumber. <laughs> there's really there's a funny joke of like the whole Italian thing and like his voice in the beginning. They actually really did a great job at like addressing that kind of, and that's not a spoiler. It's just a funny moment, um, and it kind of explains why Chris Pratt is the way he is, like sounds. Um, but anywho, so that's just random movies we've seen. Uh, before we get into Guardians, there was something we wanted to talk about. It's about a movie that comes out this weekend that we won't be able to watch just yet since we have a busy weekend ourselves, and we'll figure out when we get to watch it. We're going to hopefully watch it in 4D, and I'm actually watching the trailer for it right now, but Fast X. Um, if you don't want to be spoiled, if you somehow have avoided the spoilers, you could dip away for a few minutes and come back um, at the 15-minute mark, but... The spoiler that came out, which kind of pissed me off when I saw it on the internet, is the end credit for Fast X is going to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson reprising his role as Hobbs, which, you know, a lot of people thought it it wouldn't happen because, you know, he has beef with Vin Diesel, doesn't want to be a part of the franchise, or at least doesn't want to be in in the franchise with Vin, so it seemed like, you know, Hobbs and Shaw would have been his way to do both, but then it sounded like, who knows, maybe he would have done both. But it, as I called it on Strictly Nonsense in one or two episodes ago, I was like, the only way this man could really get his uh, career back in line and get maybe his reputation back is maybe coming back to fast, the Fast Saga or WWE, and he did Fast Saga. I'm excited, but I'm pissed about the fucking spoiler this early in the fucking game. It's one week away, and the biggest thing about this movie to me is ruined. It, it always comes back to family. That's what, you know, <laughs> when you slip up, when you screw up, you know, very similar to certain characters in the fa- in the fast family, such as John Cena's Jacob Toretto, you know. You mess up, but family still accepts you. Family always got your back. <laughs> you, you proclaim yourself the new higher power of DCU and you screw that pooch. Don't worry. Tom Toretto still has your back. I also, it's just funny that it's going to be a post-credit scene. Like that, that's what also like made me even more upset that like they spoiled, like not that, oh, he's going to be in the movie somehow. Oh, he's going to be a post-credit scene. And the only reason it's like a cool post-credit scene is because of the beef. Like if none of this beef happened and like 
The Rock, we all thought was just busy. Let's say Black Adam was a huge success. And like he showed up as Hobbs in the post credit of Fast X, we'd be like, yeah, he's a part of Fast and Furious. It's not like a cool post credit. Like we know. We just didn't think he'd be available. And I, I'm just, I'm very surprised that he is. He, he just must realize how much he's screwed up that he needs to come back doing something. He can't do WWE because he's afraid he's going to get hurt again. So, yeah. I mean, he needs a major franchise again because, you know, think about it. Fast X, I mean, not Fast X, but the Fast Saga is what really brought him into what he what he is now. Like, he's a blockbuster. He's, you know, because before that, he was in movies, but they were all fucking shit for the most part. I mean, Journey 2 is one I could think of. Like, he had all the... Too fair. He had all these random ass fucking movies that he was a part of, but what really set him to what he is, where he's like such a druggernaut in, you know, Hollywood, but then look what happened. I mean, the Fast Saga really did it for him, and then, you know, he tried to own the DCU, and then that fucking flopped, so here he is coming back to what really made him what he is now, and... I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, he has to do something to get his reputation back in line because if not, he's going to be fucking doing probably random-ass Disney movies or, like, I don't know, just a Red Notice Part 2. <laughs> I mean, now Possibly. I still haven't seen that. I don't plan to, even though Netflix yeah. claims that's the biggest movie ever. Well, they spent the most money on that, like, ever, and, like, no no one liked it because it just <laughs> sounded like it wasn't that good. Uh but somehow Murder Mystery 2 is a thing. Because, <laughs> you know why? Because a lot of people thought, you know, the first Murder Mystery didn't suck that much. So, like, make a second one. And, we couldn't and, even and, watch the first one as a virtual boys night. <laughs> Adam Sandler's got, like, a 30-movie deal with Netflix still. So, he does. they don't <laughs> care. They'll just throw whatever movie out with him in it. I hope they could somehow get the rights and get Jack and Jill part two. <laughs> Make it even worse than the two first. Jills, two Furious. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, you are right. I mean, th- I still think Fast Five is the best in the whole franchise, and it's one of the main reasons is because it was the introduction to of Hobbs. Hobbs is like the perfect. He was the perfect person, and for like Vin Diesel and The Rock, it just made sense for them to clash against one another. And then as it normally happens in Fast and Furious. We fight, and then you become family. And that's what happened with Hobbs, and then in real life, he went away from the family, but now he's back. So, family always wins. The Toretto's always win. <laughs> and they always say house always wins, but with Vin, it's family always wins. He always wins. Corona always wins. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I know I'm excited to see the movie. I mean, I just hope... With uh, since we can't go see it immediately this weekend, like we normally would do, I hope. Uh, I just hope they still have plenty of 4D showings when we do get the chance to see it because it only it, now it just it's only right to go watch this movie yeah. in 4D. Um, you know, no more talking about the spoiler portion of what we just mentioned, but I will say, anyone listening to this, Greg is someone who is listening to this and will be joining us if we work it out. But if you're going to go see a 4D movie, if you like movies, 4D is an experience. Everyone should try it at least it's, once. That's a perfect way to describe it. It is an experience. <laughs> not, not, I don't know if you're going to like it, but it will be an experience. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's been almost two years now, and I've just been super excited to this <laughs> opportunity because 
I definitely was like, what the fuck the entire time, but I still, I thought, I mean, it's just a roller coaster the entire time. I know you aren't the, you weren't, you didn't love it, but it seems like you didn't hate it that much and you're willing to come back to it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, it's not the worst thing. It's just very, una- if you're not ready for it, I don't think anyone is that. Yeah. When you think what's going to happen, it's a little bit more than that. So you're, you, I don't know if you'll be ready and I'm, I'm just ready for when we do go. I get to feel Jason Momoa just like punch me in the face. <laughs> I really, I remember someone mentioned uh, this talking about forty recently, and I don't remember it. But unless it's like, because we're doing forty in Regal, unless there's other places that do it, um, like other chain movie theaters, apparently, like they have smells that get thrown at you. I did not know this was a thing. That makes sense. Because apparently this one podcast I really enjoy, the Camp Counselors podcast, they went to go see uh, Mario in 4D, and apparently, like, you know, when they were in Bowser's World, they could smell like, you know, some supposed to be, like, all fire and and brimstone or whatever. They, like, smelled like a, like, smoky smell, unless somebody was burning the building down, like... Yeah. All I know is, what would the smell be in Fast and Furious besides a bunch of gas? Yeah, yeah, it'd be engine engine fuel, uh, uh, Coronas, <laughs> and uh, bunch of fresh Jay- limes. Jay- Jason, the musk of Jason Momoa, pretty much. Oh, I'm getting wet already. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, we'll talk about Fast X uh, whenever we get to talk about it, I guess. That's, and just it's the apparently part one of a three part trilogy. Oh about. yeah. That's I love amazing. how it was originally supposed to be two, and now it's apparently three. That's amazing. That's just that's just what separates this franchise from all. It makes no sense. All I saw a TikTok recently of someone going through all the names of the Fast and Furious franchise, and it is, it's quite ridiculous. All the names of the movies, <laughs> and of the fact that the, they're gonna end it on a three part. It was supposed to be two. Now it's a three part because they need to one up. Everyone's now ending on part one, part two. They have to make a part three. It's so beautiful. And then, like, you know, I who owns the rights to this? Like, what? I'm thinking about, like, what streaming service is going to be the one that eventually gets the TV show? Because there's eventually going to be a spinoff series, like, series, I'd imagine. I just yeah. know... I know Universal. Universal? Oh, yeah, Universal. I, I, know, I only know that because there's a ride in Universal Studios that's Fast and Furious, so I believe... I don't know what streaming platform they do. Okay, that makes sense. Cause yeah, cause Universal is Peacock then. It's Peacock. Uh, it is, yeah. Cause yeah, cause I just remembered when Fast Night eventually went to streaming. It went to HBO first, HBO Max. Now Max, I guess, in a couple of days. Yeah. And now I just went on to a uh, Peacock today to watch some old like episode of Raw, and Fast Night's on there. So I don't know. I guess. I guess Peacock's going to be the one that probably gets the inevitable series that will happen. Like Hobbs, I don't know if it'll be TV or it could just be exclusive to Peacock. They're going to do, what is it, uh, a movie with Ludacris and Tyrese. Like, I can see that. Like, something like, like on the lines of Hobbs and Shaw or, you know, Jason Statham. What's his his name? Owen Shaw, I think. I know it's Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which (laughs) there's... Actually, now that you mention that, I I feel like they I feel like Hollywood would be scared to give Luda and Tyree their own well, movie. So they maybe they would put it. To they the went to space. Thing. Why can't they have their own? Sh- 
movie or show. They went to space <laughs> in the last one. They can do whatever they want. That is fair. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So, um, you know, right now I think the podcast is going to be more bi-weekly. Like, we're going to try and, you know, I want to have more time to just edit and get ideas across. So whenever we get the fast X, you'll just put notifications on. I don't know. Do whatever you tell your mother. Like, oh, yeah. So uh, let's talk about Guardian. So uh, Guardians 3 came out May 5th. We saw it May 4th. My birthday, the day before my birthday. Shout out to me. Fuck everyone else. Um, what was I going to say? We're going to talk a little brief moment of non-spoilers just in case somehow you're listening to this and you're like, oh, should I watch this movie? Especially, you know, that's a valid point with how Marvel has been lately with a lot of shows, a lot of movies, and you come out of it feeling like Shane and you're like, I hate my life. Why am I watching this? Burn down the MCU. Well, to simply say little without spoiling it, this was 100% worth the watch. I'm even willing, I've been considering when I'm bored one day, I might go back to the theater and rewatch it because I enjoyed it. That was a very good movie, especially after the last couple of MCU films where they haven't hit the mark as much as you would like. I think this one definitely hit the hit the mark and um, very enjoyable, good way to end this trilogy. I mean, Finn, what do, what do you feel? Uh, I feel the same way. I think it's just another stellar outing in the whole Guardians trilogy franchise if you include the uh, uh the Christmas special holiday special it was that 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 was enjoyable but, you know it was just it wasn't a full-on movie but yeah and I, I just feel like this one it quite possibly just cemented Guardians as the best trilogy in the MCU and like I was going through my head I feel like the only one that could maybe rival it in terms of like three movies that were three like heads is spider-man in the mcu honestly because like even some other of like the trilogies are just franchise or movie series in the mcu like thor iron man even the avengers has age of ultron like they all have like one like one or two like misses or like just flat out no and guardians was just three three per like i would say per first one is damn near perfect and i think volumes two and three live up to how great the first one is i just uh, i i love this trilogy this was a also kind of a return to i'm not saying this is like marvel at its best but it's a return to form for marvel yeah you know, it's like it's been a little weak post endgame and i just there's still some movies that i think that have come out post endgame that are good including this one that, you know, hopefully this just, it just sucks that this is kind of like this trilogy, this, how we see the Guardians is kind of over. And like now James Gunn is literally running their competition. Like it would have been great for it to continue. So it, it's sad. It's good that it was here, but sad that it's over. Bittersweet feeling for the, the end of this trilogy. Yeah, this is probably, it's not one of, but if not the like strongest trilogy. Because I would agree, like Spider-Man would be up there. For me, I would probably say my favorite might be Cap, just because I really enjoyed Winter Soldier. That's, yeah, Winter Soldier is one of the best, and Civil War is good. I just like the first one is the first one's the first one. Like it's good, solid, but it's just it's there. I still like it. It, it's, it brings me back to a simpler times. Simpler. The MCU. 
I'm always a joke. <laughs> I want ridiculousness. <laughs> but no, I this this was really good, and you know, it brought a lot of different emotions, which I feel like Guardians does a good job at. You know, from being that random ass group, and that's the thing too. Like you know, I you know I read comic books here and there. I mean, by read, I just look at pictures and I know what's going on. But like, I'd say I'm a little bit of a comic book fan. But like, Guardians was one of those movies like. Everyone kind of had an idea of everyone that was introduced in the beginning, but then when Guardians got brought out for that first time, people were like, what the fuck is this? But, like, it became one of the most beloved fucking shit ever for the MCU, and, like, this is the way it ends, and they fucking did it. James Gunn, like, it's amazing that he's going to go to DC and fucking fix that shit, but MCU, I mean, Marvel's really letting go of one of their best directors. It's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see, and especially, like, if there is more Guardians content in the future, whoa, who who does it? And you got a lot of big shoes to fill there, buddy. Yeah, no, that, that is that is true, because I'm not going to spoil anything, but they've left at least certain uh, angles or stories of the Guardians that they could explore later on, like, who does take over that mantle? Like, is it someone that, like, we don't know is there already someone that's been a part of Marvel? Who knows? I, I, he, and again, like this also just perfect. Like ever since he's been announced, James Gunn as the new leader of DC, and all the just DC fans, the Snyder fanboys that are all like hating on him. The track record this guy has in just comic book movies in general. How are you not excited for? DC in the future of like he hit on all three Guardians movies he made a much much better Suicide Squad movie Peacemaker was a great great season of television hopefully that's coming back soon I feel like I'm missing one other thing but like he's he's been great and he does know how to toe the line where a lot of Marvel recently has been a little too much jokes, not enough drama. Besides, I'd say, actually, Wakanda Forever, that was just all sad. Yeah. <laughs> and for, you know, good reason, real-life reasons. But I, that's why, again, this was, like, the perfect where this had so much emotion in it than probably either of the previous two Guardians movies. But he was able to still mix in that Guardians humor that we, like, know and love. And especially, like, the two things, the humor and the music that hit in the first two also hit in this one. So I also can see him doing that in anything DC-related because he just, he knows how to do this. Yeah, he really does. I'm excited to see, and that, that's another thing. I'm really excited to see what kind of music they're going to bring to DC. Um, talking about music here, I definitely, like, this was another one of those movies where, like, after the movie was over, I'm like, let me go listen to the soundtrack again. And I'm not going to say this is not a spoiler. Um, and then we'll get into spoilers afterwards. I feel like this is just like a, oh, I wasn't, I'm not saying the music was bad in this movie because I enjoyed it. Like all the different songs that were a part of it. But I definitely felt like they just, some of them kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, um, I guess this isn't really a spoiler by saying one of the songs, but when they did fucking Beastie Boys out of nowhere, it just felt like a record scratch kind of thing, and they just played the song, and I was like, 
what? <laughs> like, it, I remember laughing. That was the one that I remember seeing. I remember just laughing when the Beastie Boys started fucking playing. Like, it just felt like sometimes the music just, just was like, a, it just dropped. And it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting, because, like, up to that point, besides, uh, you remind besides Creep, like, the, the, that was, like, the first song in the movie. Like, the other mo- songs I only heard from, like, the trailers. Like, I, I've never heard these songs before. And then, like, for the big battle, big, like, fight scene coming up, they just put No Sleep to Brooklyn out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, cool, good song. And then, I mean, the the scene that then accompanied that song was an incredible fight scene. So, but, yeah, that did come out of nowhere. I was not expecting yeah. No Sleep to Brooklyn to come drop by like i still don't like i don't think that the music was bad i just it didn't feel as well placed as it did in the other two but that's not still that's not saying like it was bad it's just more like it just felt so random but still still good music i i've been listening to it since uh the movie's been over but uh let's get into spoilers let's talk about uh some of the things we liked and if we had any dislikes um, or just surprises, and I'll talk about my surprise right here. No one died in the main cast, which, you know what, I was like, huh, I kind of expected somebody to die. You know, the entire movie, Rocket was dying, and he didn't die, which was cool, and then I was like, oh no, are they gonna kill him at the end anyway? Like, this whole entire movie, they try to save him? I get it. At one point, I remember I looked at you when it happened when Drax got shot and it looked like he was dying. I looked at you and your mouth was fucking like wide open. Because uh, I like I, I was getting the one the one person I thought was definitely gonna die was Drax. Yeah. Like I thought and like now the more that I think about it, it kinda doesn't make sense why he didn't die. Because now that we're in spoilers, like everyone's kind of arc is still a little open, I feel like. With, like, the two post-grad scenes where, like, there's that new kind of Guardians and Peter Quill's doing his, is doing errands with his grandfather. <laughs> like, I don't know where Drax fits into all that. Like, if he was to, sac- if he, like, sacrificed himself for, like, for Mantis, like, someone that he does love, but he always just is shitting on, like, that would have been nice. Or... The fact that, like, Batista pretty much came out saying that, like, he doesn't want to play the character anymore. Like, but that's a lot of a lot of people say, I don't want to play this character anymore. Like, the perfect example is Harrison Ford with Han Solo, and he ended up still playing him in The Force Awakens. But, spoiler in that, he did die. So, like, mm-hmm. eventually, I don't know, I just, I I was expecting, they, they were teasing so much that Rocket was the one that was going to die that, like, I, I like kind of knew, like, especially early on, that like he was dying. I was like, oh, he's gonna survive, like, no matter what, because this whole movie has been building up for him dying. Like, it kind of wouldn't make sense to then just kill him, because like we see we saw it coming. Uh, yeah, I, I was that's very surprised and kind of a con where I uh, I feel like someone should have died, someone big. I, I I especially if this is if this is the end of the Guardians. Someone probably should have died. Yeah. But I think, you know, in a way, you know, so I look at it like, for one, for going back to the Batista thing, I feel like, you know, it was nice that he got to have his, you know, happy ending in a way without dying. That, like, it went full circle. He lost his family, his wife, and his kid. And 
you know, at the end, he basically gets to be a dad again, which is kind of mm. cool. <laughs> Him and those children, that was amazing. That was just, so, that was fucking adorable. So, he just, this dude's like, jub jub or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's trying to be a, he does monkey noises. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that was cool and all. Um, I feel like there is, I feel like they didn't kill him off because, like, it would have been super sad, but I was like, there's always a chance he'll come back because, like, yeah, I mean, they, they'll, maybe they'll find, because if you notice in every movie, there's less and less makeup they put on him, so maybe by the end it'll just be his face. I, I, I feel bad for, like, him. Like, he's got to go through so much, like, I saw, I saw I saw the first time he ever did it for, like, the original movie, and it was a long-ass process. He did one of those, like, those uh, fast-forward videos, I'm like, God damn, that takes a lot of fucking... Yeah, I, I don't know, I'm blank on the guy who plays Adam Warlock. Apparently his makeup's like a... Will took like her? Will, Will Porter. Porter? Uh, Will Poulter, I think, yeah, that's... He... I think his makeup took like two hours. Like, he, he said in an interview, like, oh, it wasn't like too long, but like Drax, like Gamora, Nebula, like, they take a while, so... Oh, yeah. I, I understand why... Uh, actors be like, hey, as this goes on, like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I do shit for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do all, like, what's his name? Chris Pratt just got to show up in just regular ass <laughs> clothes. And I, I got to put on all this tons of makeup and shit. Bradley Cooper doesn't even have to go on fucking yeah. set. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think they want to maybe leave it open. Maybe, like, who knows? But, like, I like to think, like, the idea of, because, like, Batista says he doesn't want to do it because he wants to do more dramatic roles. But I feel like if they ever find a way to want to bring him back, probably would just because this is what really gave him his biggest break in Hollywood. Because, I mean, he says he loves fucking, he loves Drax. So I, I can see, like, one day, not hopefully not anytime soon, that's the thing about the MCU. I don't want them to, you know, if someone's dead or someone's gone, let them be gone for a bit. Let us miss them. So then we could get that opportunity. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll do that. But... Yeah, no one fucking died. Surprise. But then again, like, um, I fr- this isn't my own original thought. I never have an original thought. Or shit, but, um, no one does. <laughs> I think it came from the Weekly Planet where they also addressed this too. And I was like, I guess no one died, really, if you think about it. Because we already experienced so much death and trauma in this franchise. Like, it's such a very happy-go-lucky franchise. But when you think about it, there's a lot of death and trauma in it as well. Like, literally, in the first few minutes of Guardians 1, Chris Pratt, you know, you know, Star-Lord, his mom dies. And then, you know, you get, um, well, he has to kill his own father. Um, yeah. His adopted father dies in this Mary movie. <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins herself dies. <laughs> I mean, who else? Uh, I mean, this movie alone, seeing Lily the Otter get shot was insane. So, like, we got deaf. It's just not the original cast, but I think we got so much deaf that like they just messed. The but that's messed live. up for the, the side characters. They just get they get knocked off left and right in the main character. I mean, besides Ted, but even Gamora didn't die in a Guardians movie. Yeah. So like, and I, apparently, like I think James Gunn said he originally had Gamora dying in the second one, decided not to, but then had to adapt with Gamora dying in Infinity War. So he's like, <laughs> all right. It was a, f- oh, yeah, you had no. a point to bring out. No, it's just like, yeah, no, we have experienced a lot of death in this franchise. And in Marvel in general, I just think, you know, certain people should 
let, let them die as they want they want to leave and it just also just fitting but you know i i could see i could see somehow like 10 years down the line or whatever like even if dcu is a hit or a miss for james gunn i can see them being like hey why don't disney be like let's bring the band back together guardian yeah what what do you think and he <laughs> and he might be like you know what why not and then batista you know doing his thing maybe wins like age trade oscars and then it's like, yeah. you know what? i'm i'm i'll do drax again why not he'll be 16 years old but with cgi yeah. they can make him look cool He'll still be he'll still, he'll he'll still, still be a be chunk of meat. Yeah. He'll be a badass no matter how old he is. So Yeah. You know, random thought, I was thinking about this. And like I had to even look into it. So like, you know, obviously, um, this is like this is not really too much about the movie, but it is about the movie. So obviously we all know there's a lot of drama with Chris Pratt because he may or may not be homophobic because of the church he aligned with for a bit. And then I just recently saw this thing that he apparently hates Oh, not apparently. It's fucked up. Well, like, apparently people think, like, that he doesn't like his son because the one that he had with uh, Emma, Emma, I mean, wait, no, not Emma. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. There you go. Because he has a bunch of random disabilities. So there's a thing going on that people think he hates his own son, which is fucking wild. Um, But I was thinking about it. I'm like, if Chris Pratt was homophobic, Batista wouldn't fuck with this dude. And it seems like Batista fucks with him because obviously that interview that came out this year with him talking about his tattoos and talking about, you know, how he got rid of one because of a friend that, you know, turns out to be a homophobe, talking about Manny Pacquiao. Um, I would like to think, I guess, Chris Pratt is okay if he's okay in Batista's book. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think it's just more of this, that people in that church that he was associated with, they were. Yeah, they were homophobic. Not necessarily that he was, but yeah, yeah no. But it, uh, he's probably a little bit of a weirdo too, because I heard apparently he wants someone said "god damn" around him, and he got upset about that. So, <laughs> he's an actor, most actors are weirdos. Yeah, one way or another. Uh, but one thing I do want to bring up, which one of the best parts of the movie, I thought the High Evolutionary. Was an incredible villain. Yes, I thought he. I I do not want to say. I do not want to butcher the man's name. It's a tough name to pronounce. But yes. the man who <laughs> played the High Evolutionary, he killed it. He was in like this is also James Gunn. He hires his friends, his now wife, and everything. But they they do a good job. And he he was in Peacemaker. He was very good in that, and he absolutely crushed it in this. At, like possibly, I mean, but for villains and guardians, it's him or ego, really. Because I mean, Ronan was just a patsy for Thanos, like he was yeah, that boy, really. But like he he went toe to toe. I feel like with ego and possibly better because he was just he was just such a when when you you screw with animals, everyone hates you. And yeah. like when he when he shot down all of Rocket's friends, and like that was like the most emotional scene rocket like crying and him calling him a bitch pretty much <laughs> yeah and then rocket just tearing him it was he was great uh, i really really enjoyed his performance i thought the high evolutionary was possibly one one of if not the best villain posts end game like up there i feel i agree i um you know 
and you know who knows what's going to happen with the future now. But um, oh, he, I know exactly what you're saying. I think he would be perfect replacement for. Ace. I wasn't even going to say replacement. I just thought he was better than Kang, and Kang was amazing. But I liked yeah. him better than but Kang. Because it's fucked up to say, but what, Kang was great. This but. is what this is what Kang should have been in. Yes, Quantum Mania. This is exactly what he should have been. Kang should have not jobbed out to a fucking bunch of ants. <laughs> like, I don't think the high... It, it didn't feel like the high evolutionary would have jobbed out to ants, even Ooh, though, like, he's he still to, lost to the Guardians, but... But he literally got... He lost to the entire Guardians was who's ganging him up. Yeah. And that's, that's what it took. And it also took him for his face to be ripped off and everything. Like, it took a lot for him, not ants. Ants. I think John DeMajors had an amazing performance, but he might have a major fumble coming on. But, I dude, this, this high evolutionary guy killed it. He was, I I felt like, he just felt so menacing. He felt so evil. I mean, obviously, the shit he was doing to the animals. But then when he was like, I'm going to just destroy this entire yeah. planet. You know, why not? These people ain't shit. I'm going to just destroy it and move on. Yeah. That was so fucking badass. I'm like, yes, dude. He, like, it sucks what's going on with John DeMajors. I just wish he was smarter about his damn career and his life. But this guy, if there was a way, I mean, we don't know if he's dead. Because there's no, we didn't see a body. So, like, maybe they bring him back. But he was so good. I think, it. let's say, apparently there's rumor, there's, I've heard rumors that Marvel is not looking to replace him. Nothing's going on. I've heard there's also a rumor that like, oh, Marvel's already gotten rid of him. It's just not been a thing yet. Yeah, it's all let's over the it, place. Let's say that does happen. They have a per- he could be a perfect replacement to be Kang. We just say the high evolutionary was a Kang variant. Yeah, you could um you that's, could easily find a way to say that. And that, they change shit around all the time. And also the I think the main reason people brought up why this hasn't been talked about is all of season two of Loki has been filmed and John yeah. Majors has been a part of it so I think when a decision happens it'll probably be after that and who knows maybe they've already implemented some like cuts already and like you know changes and maybe they already have made a decision and we'll see it like in the last episode of Loki when it's like oh somehow his, <laughs> all the variants are gone I just oh. thought of like the, the meme of uh Ryan Gosling being Black Panther. Ryan Gosling becoming Kang now. <laughs> Anything's possible in the multiverse. <laughs> Anything could happen. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, he, that uh, that's right. I meant to say that. Like, this is what Kang should have been in Quantumania. Just a guy that you hate, that is a badass, that is menacing, that will wreck anyone. One hundred percent. He was. Oh, that was a, that was a really good role. Um, that was just done perfectly. Um, another thing, you know, another performance that I really enjoyed. I thought Chris Pratt was really good at Star Lord again. And you know what? I feel like we've been reduced to is because a lot of people. I mean, of course, we didn't like him and weren't happy with him because the way he got pissed off in Endgame, but also in like Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, yeah, in Infinity War when he got pissed off. So one thing that was brought up in this other place I listened to a review, and I'm like, they made a good point. I was thinking that. So, like, it was the Russo brothers that wrote the way, you know, Star-Lord was in those two, you know, movies. 
And we got a dumber Star-Lord, I felt like, in those movies. Like, he just felt like a little bit of an idiot. Obviously, didn't think shit through because, you know, he got pissed off and whatever with the whole Thanos stuff. But, like, this one was very more calculated. He really thought about shit a little bit more. I mean, and then when he had that killer instinct, you know, the whole plan when they got into the whole high evolutionary, like, you know, headquarters... And Groot had all the fucking guns on him. He's like, let's kill everybody. Like Groot had that Groot had that thing on him. He really did have that thing on him. But like we got a smart version of him again. And like, you know, he was never like a complete fucking jackass and never a complete genius. But at least like this one felt like, oh, this guy can use his brain a little bit because I felt like in the last couple of versions we've seen him in, when it wasn't written by James Gunn, it just didn't feel the same. And I was very happy with this performance. I like Chris Pratt, so I'm happy that we got a better performance. I also, I also like that he was a drunk in the beginning of this. Yeah, that, that was nice. That like he's everyone, everyone low key hates him on the Guardians right now because he's just a drunk, <laughs> a drunk, and he's like, oh, I miss her. He's fucking listening to Marvin's room and shit. <laughs> but, Pretty much. But you know, it was also funny. I mean, you probably saw it it's all over the internet, TikTok, or whatever. The fact that they made a fake dead body yeah. or fake drunk body of Chris Pratt, so they the can one that, hold that, that really shit holds. Up. It, it's it's quite funny how there was <laughs> Chris Pratt posted a video of him right next to it, and it's just it's crazy what you know they're able to do with props and stuff. Yeah, I think it weighed like thirty or forty pounds. Yeah, about like thirty five apparently. Did you see the interview that they did with James Gunn and Chris Pratt? And <laughs> James Gunn's like, "Yeah, everybody, they come into the, uh, they come in, watch it, they come in it. They, they did what? Yeah, no, that was, I saw that pretty much the entire interview now because there's so much, so many snippets from that. But I'm glad you brought up possibly another great scene was when you know Star Lord and Groot just came in firing, Groot pulling out guns like he's John Moran on Instagram Live. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's something that, oh my God, fucking, fucking John Moran's a moron. It's <laughs> a side note, but what the fuck? We talked about this on the part that ended up getting scraped out of our, um, you know, our last episode. But God, God idiot. Yeah, it's two months ago when we talked about how he screwed up. Yeah, he's done it again. <laughs> the best part too in that video with the rapper, he's with the rapper. Shows it for like a hot second and then realizes I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the there, that guy has no raw. He his biggest mistake is he he puts up uh, finger like pistols and then that got jaw excited like oh I could pull out my real gun then <laughs> uh, yeah and the kid, yeah his friend like turns the camera away like ah oh, shit what are you doing yeah fucking idiot <laughs> anywho guardians. <laughs> yeah, Guardians. Uh, one person I also want to shout out. I think Nebula was great. I think Karen Gillian did it. Yeah. This was a great job by her. How, you know, we like find out through all this that like how much she loves Rocket because Rocket's fixed her with all the, you know, terrible things Thanos did to her, replacing parts and everything. He helped fix her to become more like, you know, she can just have like a sword out of nowhere now. Yeah make her feel like useful and like she's found a family and yeah like her I, I just like when she found out that rocket was alive like you can tell how much that meant to her and everything that was and it was just great seeing that like how much a rock like rocket was like the heart of the guardians that like everyone cared for him no matter what like yeah 
it was just it just sucked that it was cool to learn his backstory, but the fact that like we didn't have Rocket really for like the entire movie. Yeah, that's yeah. like he was in a coma or whatever. But it was it was good to find out find out about his past friends as he was very adorable because his animals. Damn, that was a fucked up. It was just screwed up. And it was great that he accept, finally accepted being called a raccoon. Yeah, he finally learned what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but damn, that was, yeah, it was very, it was nice. You know, a lot of this movie was just going back to that time. Most of them, you know, basically him, him seeing his life flash before his eyes because he's literally, literally dying. But it was like, oh, uh, it was like, you know, to see how smart he was and like he was like, you know, he had everything that the high evolutionary wanted to create, but he was upset that he just didn't feel like he kind of created that, that like, you know, Rocket just figured out on his own, even though he considered a rocket an abomination, yet this abomination is what helped him create the rest of, you know, this uh, counter-Earth. But, damn. Name. Yeah, damn. Also, why are they all living in the fucking 80s? <laughs> like... That's, I think, because he said he did visit that his his oh yeah so i'm guessing he visited in the 80s saw like the suburbia and everything and just created around that it's just taken that long to create this or they were built in like the 80s and they haven't evolved to you know they're all just driving station wagons and everything is that fucked up that one of them were selling meth (laughs) (laughs) that that was it's funny though that they like this is a perfect society and they're still dealing drugs and whatever. But it's like us. <laughs> I, the perfect way to use the MCU's first f bomb. Oh, easy. in this movie, that was. I still I keep seeing that clip through TikTok, and I'm like, yeah, no, they did a, they did a perfect job. Like that's exactly the perfect like MCU way to say fuck. Was that yeah. scene? And then they said "fuck" there. Did they feel like? I'm pretty sure they said like "shit" maybe once. So yeah, they said they said. Uh, Drax, oh, there was other curse. Jack says like no, he's like, "Oh, we still uh, fake mad at Mantis. Mantis, you asshole." Yeah, I was Drax just says uh, a potty mouth. Yeah, oh, that was great. I'm um, trying to think. You know, all we've only really said great things. I had to find things I was nitpick and not nitpicking too. Literally find things in it, picking that was kind of just what I said, so fuck me. But more of like, I will say we came out of the theater, and I really enjoyed the movie. I'd go see it again. I've honestly been thinking about when I had the time to do it. Um, but it did feel a little longer than I thought it would be. Like, it was, even though it was two hours and 30 minutes, it sometimes, like, at certain moments, it felt longer than needed to be. I don't know. I felt like they could have maybe cut one or two more things to make the runtime a little shorter. But at one point, I was like... Huh, it feels like this has been going on for a while. <laughs> it It is interesting that, like, I feel the same way that it was, like, a little long at times and kind of dragging, but at the same, like, I can't think of specifically what I would cut. Like, Agreed. everything kind of fit. Like, maybe the only thing, maybe cut a little bit of time they were in that, like, Orgo Corp. But, like, a lot of that I enjoyed, like, Nathan it was funny. So uh, funny. <laughs> cameo was great. Like, I enjoyed that, but I guess because that was a long scene, they maybe could have cut few minutes off but like again yeah that it, that's just the problem like especially for like it's the end of a trilogy like they had to make it a little bit longer for you know so it didn't seem like rushed no yeah yeah i agree that you know 
Yeah, it's I'd definitely say now. hard to pick apart, but yeah, I'd agree. Like you got to make it a little like longer. That uh, uh, another con I have, and I think you do as well. I uh, I've seen a lot of people said he was wasted. I don't think Adam Warlock was necessarily wasted. I just want he should have been just used a little more. Yeah, that's what I because honestly, any time he spoke or anything he did was funny. Oh, it was super so funny. So that's why I feel like he just wasn't used enough. Yeah, no, he wasn't was used tough. enough. It was tough because I think he he was built up to be the next villain of Guardians, but I think James Gunn had this vision of the High Evolutionary anyway for the third one, and he just, honestly, he was just a better villain than Adwell. Yeah. It was just like, he's perfect for what he was, where he was sent to kill the guards and everything, but then you realize, oh, he's just a big idiot. Yeah. And like, he kind of does, he fits perfectly in the Guardians that he's just a big, he's like, he's like if Drax was like a god, really. Yeah. Dumb he is, and the dumb things he does. I I, I enjoyed him, and uh, what's it, the, I forgot what's his mother's name, but their, their dynamic was good. He's like, <laughs> He's like a thirty-year-old man, but he's sacked and like a baby with his mom. Mummy, <laughs> mother, sitting on her lap. I think. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. Adam Warlock, Will Porter. I mean, I feel like things must have, you know, because with the whole hiatus of, you know, when James Gunn got fired and then came back, and then you yeah, had to change some stuff up because, like, Thor was supposed to be in this movie, and then they had to change that. But I will say, like, you know, the little comic book fan, blah, blah, blah. He's a very different character than what the yeah. comic book version is. Because this, because if they went with, like, comic book version, it wouldn't make sense for him to be here. Because, like, he can go toe-to-toe with Thanos yeah, and he, win. He, <laughs> like, he wields the Infinity Gauntlet, I think, in the comic Yeah, in the OG Infinity War, he played a very important part. And, like, since then has been, like, been fucking God-tier kind of, like, person. So, like... This different approach of just making him a fucking fool, and the reason why he's kind of like, he's good, you know, he could fucking fuck people up, but the reason why, I guess, because he's a premature baby, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of, if you think about it, he's like, oh, you didn't get to be in the womb for nine months, yeah, so I got, yeah. a little, I, got, I got a little things going on, exactly. <laughs> and he needs a little bit more nutrition before he could get there. <laughs> like, he, he, I, he, High Evolutionary, I think, says, like, he was supposed to be in there for a long, he was supposed to be in, like, I forget what they call it, but like he was supposed to be in I guess cocoon. His cocoon womb longer and you know, they let him out and he's very powerful, but he is literally a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, that was very funny. But like, I mean, for what it was, I will say, like, you know, I came out of the movie, I'm like, you could have just took him out of it and it wouldn't really have changed anything. The most important part that he offered to the movie was he's the reason why Rocket was dying. Yeah. You know? that- but you could have replaced that with like any major, like kill shot by somebody. Yeah, any yeah. mercenary. That's the only way I look at it. But you know, at least we got him now. And you know, Will Porter put on this all this fucking muscle on. I hope they find a way to bring him back in a more, well, you know, he, more TV time, more screen time. Just because I mean, he was fun. Like you said, whenever he spoke, hilarious. The whole interaction with him and that whole monster animal shit. Yeah, oh, great. When he kills that kind of his like owner, and he's like, "Oh, he's sad. I feel bad about that now. I don't like the way that makes me feel. Like he has no idea what's, what he do, what he can do, and he doesn't understand emotions. Uh, it's just he is literally a child. It, it's great. But yeah. I did see 
he had an interview with LCB. Apparently, he didn't he didn't have to put up too much weight because he was already in like good shape that he didn't need to, you know, go crazy or in the gym like how certain people have like transformations for Marvel. He was already in relatively good shape. He just had to stay in shape, really. That's good. Uh, and I, that LCB interview you talked about was funny because I did see the clip of like the person was like, "Oh, I recognize you. You're you're from Toy Story." <laughs> he thought he was actually Sid. <laughs> that was great. Great interview. People should listen yeah. to. You. Uh, yeah, and I'm just interested. Like it, one of the post credits like set him up as he's like a part of this new Guardians team with Rocket, Groot, and like others, but like. When is that, like, I feel like he should be in, because he's relatively new, I want to see him in more stuff now. Like, is he just going to be, oh, he's a part of this new Guardians team, or can he branch off and do other stuff? Because I'd, I'd just like to see him. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because, like, at I least... I don't know the, when's the next time we're going to see this Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, because at least from what we have, you know, from what's been announced so far in the slate, and it's still a very heavy slate, it's like, are we going to have to wait all the way until, like, Kang Dynasty, if that thing still even exists, to like possibly see him, you know, it'll be yeah. interesting to see when we'll get him back. And then, you know, obviously the other post-credit scene saying the legendary Star Lord's going to return. It's like okay, what and, and have that? Yeah, that's and I I feel like they'll do the legendary Star Lord thing before this new Guardians. Like I feel like that'll they'll do precedent on that because of like Chris Pratt's just a bigger name, okay. so that's why they would want to do that and. But then I have a feeling that might connect with this new Guardians. Like he'll have to come back for something, or yeah, he'll need something. He he needs to zoom back. Yeah, he needs to. <laughs> he has to I give saw... Rocket an iPhone. <laughs> I saw someone like when I forgot what they used as like the template, but like when uh, Peter Quill discovered Spotify on Earth, like his head exploded or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that too. He gave him. He gave Rocket something. I forgot what, like, MP3 player or whatever that just... The Zoom. It was, yeah, the Zoom that's, like... And the most up-to-date thing was 2000s music. Like, you couldn't give him, you know, a little bit more modern. Yeah, well, I guess, like, he, he, only had got, he hadn't gone back to Earth since, I guess, what, Endgame? So, I guess, is what it is. It was very interesting to, like, you know, think of, like, plot... Like, uh, I guess plot holes in it. Like, I remember coming out of the movie, and I was like, why the fuck was he not, like, when... Chris Pratt almost dies in the movie. It's like, why the hell did he use his rocket boots? Or why the hell did he use the whole mask thing? And apparently Chris, I mean, not Chris, but uh, James Gunn said on yeah. Twitter, he was like, well, uh, you know, he somehow lost it. And he left it in his desk or something because in Guardians 2, he loses both of those shit. The mask breaks, but then he gets a new one in Infinity War and Endgame. And it's just because the way the Russos wrote it, and he basically would decide, like, eh, fuck that. <laughs> he he said because of, like, how they had to rush to save Rocket, like, he forgot that stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. why, like, which makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. If there had to be a reason Especially to make that make sense. <laughs> get the guy was the guy was pretty much hammered, too, when that happened, so he, he had no idea where he, he was just focused on Rocket. So. Yeah, and they kind of just, like, jumped in the ship, like, right after, so... Yeah. Makes sense. I, I, it makes sense for something it's that's like, oh, I kind of for even if I say James Gunn forgot that until someone asked him about it, he's like, this is a good enough excuse to get out that's, of this. That's <laughs> why he's good. Like there are a lot of people that would point out plot holes and like directors might give like a BS type of point or like just say, oh, I just forgot or whatever. And he's like, no, I I knew this. I just it it does like 
makes sense. He's not like we didn't need that to be explained. Like, oh, I like Peter Quill just be like, oh, I forgot my mask or whatever <laughs> or my boots and everything. No, it just we didn't need that. He just needed to say it, and that's what he's very good. He knows all these details because this is that's why I'm I'm excited what he's gonna do in the DCU. I don't oh yeah I don't get why these what these people are saying. No, it's like. Any anyone that's a part of a big fandom and it's like die hard about it, like they just suck. I don't know. It's like same thing with like Star Wars fans. Oh, they the all star, the worst crit- critics of Star Wars are Star Wars fans. They can't like they don't like anything. They hate Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's their thing. But I'm excited. I mean, James Gunn, the first movie they're coming out with is Superman. So I've been waiting for new Superman shit. So that'll be fun. Poor Henry Cavall, but he says he likes video games more than anything yeah. else anyway. So good for him. Shout out to you. Yeah. Big nerd. Get him on Fortnite. Give him a Fortnite skin. But, um, anywho, uh, any other thoughts on Guardians? I think, I feel like we've touched on yeah, everything. I think, I think we we'll touch maybe one other thing. Drax, I don't think he missed on a joke. Uh, no, not at all. Everything he fucking said thing made me die. He, I need, like, oh, it's sad that he has to leave. That's what I kept thinking about. I was like, don't leave, man. You could do every role in the world. Just come back. <laughs> but, that makes sense. He, he, you all see you. He's the best WWE wrestler turned actor. Sorry, Cena. Sorry, Rock. You might regret that after you see John Cena's performance in Fast X. When he's literally playing John Cena. <laughs> he went from being this menacing villain right. to now literally driving in a car of a child. <laughs> I just thought of this. What, what if the post credit scene is literally going to set up The Rock versus. Jacob Hobbs versus Jacob Toretto. I mean, this is the only time we're gonna get it. This one really big like artist that does a lot of WWE art and AEW art posts the like a little video. You can see it on my Twitter, and I won twice in a lifetime because I mean, that's, this is the shot. Exactly, this is the that's why, that's why they created a third part for this because part two, they're like, all right, we'll just make it Cena versus The Rock, and then uh, we'll end this. We'll end the series. Legit, like seriously, on third on the third one, but we need a part two of just The Rock versus Cena. <laughs> this is where this is the tiebreaker right here in the third movie, and you know, in the trailer, we get to see John Cena hit the attitude adjustment, so <laughs> it'll be fun. But um, yeah, I guess that's our show. That's uh, that's all. Maybe one day we'll get a movie since you know Batista wants to be a serious actor. Maybe we'll find a way to get. Batista, John Cena, The Rock, and Stone Cold all in one movie, one way. Like the Kevin expen- Nash. Kevin could- Nash. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is pretty big. He, he could- was in the first John Wick. Yeah. He was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was in Punisher. I mean, honestly, this sounds like Expendables to me <laughs> at this rate if they were to put them all in there. But uh, anywho, that's been our show. Uh, follow us Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Strict Nonsense. We'll probably get another episode when we get to watch Fast X. So expect that maybe in a week or two from now. With all that, I guess peace out, people. Deuces. Cool. All right. A little minute.